Welcome back to the Fin Maniacs preview show. This is Dolphins versus Bengals, and we got Jorge and Carter. Welcome to the show, Jorge. Hey, Carter. How are you doing? I am doing fine. I want to put it out there that these two weeks suck because both the Jets and the Bengals um, are not games I'm interested in at all. And <laughs> to be honest, I'm going to be honest here. And I kind of just want to get to that Chiefs game. But I, we'll talk some Bengals, Dolphins for sure. Yeah, let's not overlook another team. We did it with the Broncos, and it didn't turn out well for Dolphins. Okay, I, I know. I don't want to overlook them. But all of, I, to be honest, yeah, it was Broncos, Jets, and then and and the Bengals all in a row at one point. And I was just like, I don't yeah. care. I don't care about any of these teams. And we're just going to get into – it's going to be Chiefs-Dolphins. We'll be 9-3. and three, But right, we weren't. We're, uh, we're maybe on the road for 8-4. Yeah. and four. Let's do the headlines. Let's start with the headlines first. Um, and – Pro Bowl voting is happening a little bit right now, and we have yep. two players, I believe, leading their positions. Right now, Xavier at cornerback in the AFC is leading. Obviously, he's fantastic, has seven interceptions, leads the NFL. And then I believe it, it's not Jason Sanders. I know that at kicker. Who's the second player? It's actually Matt Hack or nah. Hunter, who's had a pretty good season until the Jets game, which I thought was a bit underwhelming for his, for his standards. And he's leading all punters in the in the NFL. He's leading all punters. I like I like that the Pro Bowl lets in punters. But you know, it's it's whatever. It's it's whatever. I mean, hey, to, kickers are pe- punters are people to remember. Okay, Jason's gonna be very upset with you. That's fair. I, I think it's we kind of talk about Dolphins Twitter a lot, and we we <laughs> Dolphins Twitter is Dolphins Twitter. But like a lot of people are not very happy about the Pro Bowl voting, especially in terms of Jason Sanders being such a good punt, uh, such a good kicker rather, and. I have to tell you this, I have never cared about the Pro Bowl because it's just, all the voting is so wonky to me. It's such a popularity contest. I wouldn't worry about it. No, I, I agree with you. Uh, and I mean, the, the fact that Jason Sanders not leading the Kickers, not even in the AFC, is a perfect example for that. Some guy from Indianapolis, uh, Rodrigo Blankenship, is apparently leading the, the votes. And I'm pretty sure it's because he wears glasses. <laughs> and that's the only reason why he's leading because by every metric jason sander has been better than him this season and uh, people have tried to make argument that uh Zavian should be in the conversation for defensive player of the year we've heard that you know you could maybe make the argument that other players are playing better than him because there's so much factors when it comes to cornerback play you know some cornerbacks might be playing out of their butts but really you know people are just not throwing at them because they're covering so well you know what i mean so it's like yeah like like byron jones i mean we've got it right here in miami for instance byron jones people don't throw at him and there you go he's not getting as much recognition and we have i guess that that's kind of like the sexy stat is that interceptions but when it comes to kicking that is probably one of the only positions where you could go it's all about the statistics like what kicks are you making? What kicks are you missing? And Jason Sanders, by all metrics, is the best kicker in the league. Let's look at the stats, right? Uh, he's got 24 out of 25, but he's eight from eight from 50 yards, yards or more. By the way, Rodrigo Blankenship is zero from one for from more than 50 yards, and his longest kick has been a 44 yard basically gimme. Jason Sanders is kicking 56. That's his longest for the season, and he only missed one, and it was between the 40 and 49 range. 
Yeah, I, I know. I, whatever. I like I said. I I just said I don't care about the Pro Bowl, and then I argued for Jason Sanders <laughs> getting into the Pro Bowl. I don't care. But the second headline we got for the Dolphins, uh, and I guess there's a couple, but really it's been kind of a quiet week. And it's I think we have most of our running backs are back. I believe. I think is isn't Gaskin back? Gaskin is back. Ahmed should be back. Um, I just want to say that hats off to the reporters asking Brian Flores about injuries every day because he's probably one or two steps away from throwing a shoe through the screen, uh, <laughs> getting asked about two on the about injuries. So, yeah, we should have our, our full stable of running backs. Honestly, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, considering how our running backs have played all year. And I was actually excited to see DeAndre Washington last week going out there and, and having some touches. I thought he looked good. You first. Touch on the Jets and the Dolphins. I mean... Like, as I was watching it, I was uninterested. Like, the entire game, I wasn't really worried that we'd lose at any point. Uh, give me your impressions. You never have an easy game in the NFL, but this is the closest that anyone's going to come to having an easy game against, you know, for, for the Dolphins. The Jets only scored three points against you in eight quarters throughout the season. Ryan Fitzpatrick came in, didn't throw a turnover. The defense played as we expected them to play and dominate the Jets. I mean, I think the highlight for me was Devante Parker with eight receptions for 119 yards, but no touchdowns, and Gesicki having that that score as well. So, I mean, I, th- I think it was a, a good game to get the confidence for the team back after after what happened in Denver. I was happy to see the defense play well, and I was happy that we didn't lose anyone to injury in that game. That was basically the highlight of it for me. I know. That's I mean, really, that's the biggest thing is as long as in a game that you are basically going to win, 95% chance of winning, Make sure that no one gets injured. That's like a pivotal player. In terms of the running backs, that's the situation that I kind of wanted to touch on, if anything, on the Jets and the, the Dolphins, because you had two running backs who fumbled, right? In consecutive drives, In consecutive drives. And people are going, okay, that's the last straw. I need myself a running back in this next draft. But I know turnovers are like are devastating to the team the only fumbles i've seen all season from our running backs and they were in back-to-back drives brita and who else played in that game deandre washington when washington and brita both had room they they buckled off a couple good runs i i don't i don't really see it i don't think we give our running backs that many opportunities to say that oh we for sure need a new running back i think the running game in general and not just the position has been struggling i mean i think we've got a, a decent offensive line when it comes to pass blocking and my my sense is that they worked so much on pass pass blocking throughout the offseason and they wanted to improve that to stop either Fitz or Tua from getting clobbered back there that there might have been some overlooking the running game at some point. Go, basically thinking, okay, if we've got the pass blocking down, then just by by inertia, we'll be able to get the run, the run blocking going. And it's never as simple as that. Look, my concern with, with the fumbles last week is that this is a sixth fumble from uh, Matt Bryden in the last four years. I mean, he had, he's had basically, he's, it's his second one this year. He had two with the Niners uh, the previous year and then one in, in each of the previous years. I, I understand your reluctance to, to bring in a new back. I do think that if you look at all the skill positions on offense and even counting the offensive line, the area where you have a talent deficit is definitely the running back position. Play calling, I know we've been back and forth on Changeli on the show. I know we apologized to him a couple of weeks ago. I really want to take my apology back because the last two games have been absolutely awful from the play calling standpoint. And I don't know, last time we called him out, he called a great game next time, so I'm going to try it again. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, we do like you do like calling out uh, Chan Gailey. So Chan, if you're listening, please, please g- throw a flea flicker so we know you're listening. <laughs> that's, I, that's all I'm asking. For. I promise you, he's listening. So don't worry about that, Jorge. <laughs> he he definitely subscribes. Okay. So the next thing you want we wanted to talk about, and this is something you brought my attention, and I guess it could be a debate, but I I think we're going to agree mostly on this anti you know fits train of of just kind of rooting against Fitz when he plays. And I'll let you take this as the starter uh, because I think you have some feelings on it. You mentioned that Dolphins Twitter is always going to be Dolphins Twitter, whatever that means, whether it's good or bad. But, you know, there's the last couple of weeks, there's been so many people saying, I don't want to make the playoffs if it's not Tua playing. I just want to see Tua out there. Guys, we, we're not inside. We don't know what the, the extent of the injury to the thumb. Uh, we don't know how Tua's feeling on that thumb, on the ankle, et cetera, et cetera. If we get to the playoffs with Fitz, I promise you it's going to be good for Tua. If we get to the playoffs with Tua, it's going to be good for Tua. There's really no, you know, no downside to this. And yet the people cheering against Fitz or cheering against Tua as well, calling him a bust after just four games, after a year of being in rehab, uh, after that, you know, devastating hip injury, it's just... It's it's really reaching, you know, absurd levels in Dolphins Twitter. So, guys, just be patient. Cheer for whoever's playing quarterback this Sunday. Trust Coach Flores. Tr- trust, you know, the medical staff. They know what they're doing. And, you know, this is going to be Tua's team sooner rather than later. So, just be patient. And for those of you cheering for Tua to be a bust, I don't know why you would want a Dolphin, <laughs> want Tua to be a bust. I really don't understand how you can call yourselves Dolphins fans and cheer for the guy that we picked in the first round to become a bust. But hey, you do you. Um, but he's not going to be a buzz. I mean, we, we've seen enough to show that he's got it and he just needs that game experience and that, you know, getting out there, basically. And uh, if you listen to the show before, you know that Jorge and you, I usually disagree on everything. But actually, this is where we're really on the same page, I think. The first thing I'll say is it's totally understandable to be disappointed that Tua is not playing. Uh, but I definitely think when whoever's Whoever's, uh, whoever has a Dolphin jersey on, that should be uh, the person that you're rooting for. You know, you know a player is not a team, for sure on that. Uh, but when it comes to Tua and his development and all those things, the, this season will be a win as long as Tua doesn't get like a season-ending injury. That is the only thing that will you know, really mess with development of this team. Because let's say uh, Tua's hand or Tua's thumb keeps him out another couple of weeks. Let me tell you this. It's not going to be that big of a deal because he'll get to sit behind Fitz and watch him again. That was the plan at the beginning of the season. And he gets to do that some more and learn and see where Fitz makes mistakes. And then he can supplement that. And they can have that, you know, mentor relationship again. And let's say he plays the rest of the season. He doesn't play very well. Who cares? It's the first is his first season. Peyton Man had the Peyton Manning had the worst first season I've ever seen from a rookie. And you know, and let's say he plays well, you know that's going to be something you're excited about. So really, it's a win as long as he's not severely injured at the end of the season. I agree completely with you, Carter. And I'm going to quote one of your favorite movies since we had that debate last week. And, you know, the, the, the name of the in the front of the jersey matters a lot more than the name on the back. I think the Dolphins players all understand that. They're all on board with the team first mentality. And I think some Dolphins fans need to realize that if you're a Dolphins fan, you're cheering for the Dolphins. You're not cheering for one particular player. 
I mean, if you were cheering for one particular, I mean, we've just never been that. I, I don't remember the last time we ever even had a superstar on this Dolphins team. So we're becoming so greedy with Tua, where we, he, you know, he has to be the chosen one now, and we have to only care about Tua. But obviously, that's never been the Dolphins. So uh, I don't know what fan base you're rooting for. Let's- yeah, no, I agree. I think I think the only fan base that I've ever known to root for a player, not a team, is the Tom Brady fan base. And seriously, Dolphins, we don't want to be like the Tom Brady fan base. No, not at all. I agree. Well, then let's let's talk a little bit about Bengals. This next matchup, the uh, a lot of people calling it our eighth win. A lot of people calling it uh, an easy one. Obviously, Jorge won't do that because he doesn't want to jinx. But give us a preview of this game. I struggled with this one, Carter. I, I've been looking for something to highlight and say we should be worried about this. We should be worried about that. Honestly, I mean, the Bengals have one of the worst, if not the worst, offensive line in football. So I'm hoping that our defensive line just basically keys off on them in the running game and in the passing game. Their defense is not much better. So this should be this should be a perfect game for Chan Gelly to get back into rhythm, whether it's two or fits uh, under center, just call an aggressive uh, an aggressive game. Uh, allow our playmakers to do what, what they can do. And I think this is a perfect game to unleash Lynn Bowd and Malcolm Perry and uh, Andre Holloway and, and the receiver uh, uh, as as receivers. My one concern is going to be Giovanni Bernard. He's he's a good running back. We've struggled against running backs all season. But if the Dolphins go up early as they should, then they should be able to tee off on uh, the quarterback for the Bengals, who, by the way, go, is called uh, Brandon Allen. I had never <laughs> heard of the guy. He's from Arkansas. Uh, he was a sixth round uh, pick back in 2016 by Jacksonville. And I mean, last la- last week, he completed 17 for 29, 136 yards, one touchdown, one interception, got sacked twice against the Giants. So if the Giants were <laughs> able to get to this guy twice, our defense should be able to get to him at least four times. Think about uh, why Joe Bur- where Joe Burrow is right now. I mean, he's he's literally in a hospital. So I think you kind of un- you, you start to see maybe why that is pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to the Dolphins defense just, you know, coming in, Emmanuel Ogba having a big game, the linebackers that have sometimes struggled to get to the quarterback. I'm talking about Kyle Vanoy, who's often there just a half a second too late to get the sack. He always scores the pressure. Uh, but I'm hoping for X, you know, under a defense to, to make big plays. I think this this could be a big game for them, you know, individual stats-wise. And I know Coach Floyd is going to hate that. But, you know, this is the sort of game where they can just warm up and start setting things up for the game that comes next week, which is against the Chiefs, which is obviously going to be much harder. Yes. uh, And (laughs) like you sent me on Twitter, Ocho Cinco thinks that the Dolphins are going to beat the Chiefs. So we'll talk about that a little bit at the end of the show. I was going to say that, like, in terms of this Bengals game, like, you have to start thinking playmakers, right? And since, you know, like, Joe Burrow is... Like I said, in the hospital, you don't got that option. Joe Mixon, you said, is out. So we don't got Joe Mixon to worry yep. about. You you start looking around and you go, well, A.J. Green, I don't know if he's playing. I don't know if he's not playing. And even if he is, he gets about 20 yards a game this season. And then you just start looking around and they're like, okay, I would say my favorite player on this team is Tyler Boyd. Uh, and that's 
literally probably the only matchup I like to watch because he's a heck of a route runner. And it would be nice. I don't really know necessarily where he lines up all the time. It could be Nick. It could be in the slot against Nick Needham. It could be outside versus Byron. It could be versus X. I don't know. We shall see. But um, a little side story. In college, I went to the University of Iowa, and Tyler Boyd was on Pittsburgh in college. And so Iowa played Pittsburgh. I think this was maybe fresh and sophomore year of my college career. And he he had like 250 yards against Iowa. It was it was insane. And I was like, okay, this guy out of he's the best player on this field. And the 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 reason I remember this game so fondly is because Iowa hit a game winning field goal um, <laughs> at the buzzer and we stormed the field. It was fantastic. But also, you know, Tyler Boyd had like 200 yards. So we'll say this. If Tyler Boyd has a big game, then Carter is officially Tyler Boyd's good luck charm. I Can know. we all agree on that? I, I think you're right about that. I don't want to put, I don't want to give too many brownie points to our competition, but I do like Tyler Boyd. Uh, so what is your bold prediction for this game? I think the Dolphins get four sacks and four turnovers on defense. Four sacks, four turnovers. Okay, wow. So you are kind of you're you're leaning into a a blowout. What's your score prediction? I'll do my bold prediction after. Uh, score prediction. I mean, we 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 probably gonna mention later that this is the biggest game for the, the Dolphins have have the biggest spread they've had in a couple of years. Um, it's double digits. So, so I think I think this could be the second shutout of the season for the Dolphins defense. It should be the second shutout of the uh, if they play up to their level. It should be a shutout this week. So yeah, what was the um, what was the what's the line on the game again? And then we'll predict based on the line. Yeah, so the line right now it's uh, Bengals minus eleven point five. Sorry, uh, the Dolphins minus eleven point five, basically. So do you take that? Do you take Why the Dolphins? Uh, do you take the Dolphins in that situation? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely take the Dolphins. I think it's going to be a twenty-eight nothing game. Wow. <laughs> okay. And to be honest, I saw some uh, a stat. Rather, I looked at the lines on the Dolphin games every single year, because I bet a little bit, and every single week, rather. If you pick the Dolphins, like, (laughs) 9 out of the 10 games they played, or 10 out of the 11 games they played, you would have won money. You would have won money for sure, uh, because they won a lot of games where they were underdogs, and they won a ton of games where they were um, favored as well. So I think that I take the Dolphins as well, 11.5. It's a, it's a, it's an odd line for me, to be honest, because, you know, it's either 10 or 14, but I say they win by 21, something like what you said. And my bold prediction, and I'm going to keep saying this, and it still does not happen. <laughs> We're going to have a 100-yard rusher this week. I believe it this time. <laughs> I, I, don't, I think this is like the, the fourth time I've said it, but... Uh, that's what I think. I think 100 yard rusher for sure. Regardless. <laughs> so, so, this is my, this is my, so do you think that the Bengals score on the, on the Dolphins? Do I think the a Bengals touchdown? I'm not talking about field goal. I'm talking about the touchdown. Do you think the Bengals score a touchdown on the Dolphins? I do. I do think they score a touchdown, and I think it comes early, and then there's nothing from then then on. Okay. And fair enough. I know that the the Dolphins are fantastic at holding people to. Uh, little points as they are the second best in the league, but I just, I just, 
these games are weird because we do kind of play down to the competition t- sometimes. All right, let's do our final debate of the of the of the day uh, for our Fin Maniacs preview show: Dolphins versus Bengals. Let's do this, Jorge. Do the Dolphins make the playoffs? Yes or no? Uh, with kind of the assumption, at least I'm going to assume that they're eight and four after this week. Uh, let's assume that they beat the, the the Patriots as well, which is the ninth win of the season. Then you've got three games against Kansas City and Miami when we were going to use our retro uniforms. Then you've got a, a trip to Vegas, which is going to be a primetime game, which, as our listeners know, I was not happy. I, I wasn't happy with when they were talking about it. I'm not happy now. It's, it's a reality. <laughs> um, and then you finish the, the season at Buffalo when it's going to be snowing and cold. <laughs> so, so for the Dolphins to make the playoffs, they have to beat one of those three teams, right? Mm-hmm. We all agree with that. They're, they're not going to get in with nine wins. No, no, no. So I think that the most winnable, winnable game out of those three, it's actually against the Chiefs. I know. You're going to say this again. Let's just do this. How about this? <laughs> in, I know you're going to say this. I think they make the playoffs. I'm going to ask you a question. I do think they make the playoffs. Okay, but let's go through all the last four games after they're eight and four. I'm going to assume that. Uh, and then you tell me if it's a win or a loss. Okay, let's just do that quickly. Okay. So the Chiefs, yep. win or loss? I think it's a win. Okay, you think it's a win. I think it's a loss. <laughs> and let's okay. keep our own tallies in our head here. All right, so then the Patriots the next week. Yeah, I think that's a win. I think that's a win as well. And then you go, uh, I think you go to Las Vegas. For a Saturday night primetime game. I know. I know you hate that so much. I personally, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm hating it. I personally love it. I love it so, so much. And um, it's going to be so exciting when they beat the Raiders. The reason you hate it is because you think it's the worst matchup of the season for us. Yeah, I, I do. I, I plainly do. <laughs> and so you think it's a loss. I think it's a loss. I think it's a team with a good defense, not as good as ours, but a good defense with an excellent running game, and they don't have to rely on their quarterback. It's basically Denver, the Denver Broncos again, but with a better team. Okay, so uh, you think that's a loss, and I think... I do. I personally think this... I think they win this game. I, I'm I'm usually not this romantic about the Dolphins, and seeing them on primetime scares the crap out of me, just like every other Dolphin fan, but... I think they win this game, and I think the Raiders, it's interesting. The Raiders are so inconsistent. It's a, You don't know uh, if they're going to lose by 30 to the Falcons like they did last week, or they're going to hang in there and uh, beat the Chiefs once and then hang in there once with them as later in the season. So it's like, it's in, I don't know what the Raiders are, to be honest, and I think it's going to be one of those down games for them when they really need a win because I think – it's going to come down to coaching, and I—I I don't know. I think uh, Flores over Gruden for me. I think I agree. I think Flores over Gruden. I just think that the matchup up front for defense, where every time we go on national TV, we get clobbered. You know, I'm—I'm I'm concerned. I mean, that the matchup is—is is just not one that I'm crazy about. But uh, playing with this game, and if they make the playoffs or not, the Bills are eight and three, right? Yes. And the Bills are going to play, and I'm going to ask you, Bills at Steelers. Who wins that game? <laughs> I think I, I think that's a Steelers win. I think that's an, almost an easy one for, for Steelers, to be honest. Are we cheering for the Bills to end the Steelers unbeaten season out of respect for the 72 team? Or are we cheering for the Steelers to beat the Bills 
to make it easier for the Dolphins to catch up with them. Uh, and, and I've seen this all over. Uh, and I think this is so irrelevant to me because it's like, let's make new accolades. Let's not hold on to our old ones like and cherish them and say, this is the most important thing to us. I don't care about winning in the future. I think if, if the Steelers <laughs> go you know, 16-0 and 0 and uh, somehow win the Super Bowl, but... I don't know, we somehow sneak the AFC East from the Bills, that would be fine with me. That really would. And what's your... Unsurprisingly, I disagree with that take. <laughs> Okay. Um, honestly, you know, I love saying that Dolphins are the only perfect team. It's it's the one thing that we can say season in, season out. So, honestly, I, I hope the Steelers lose. I hope they don't lose to the Bills, but I hope they lose. Yeah, no, that I, I'm okay with both happening. So, I just hope they, they don't lose to the Bills regardless of what happens i don't think it's the dolphins playing for the afc east anymore i think it's the they're it's play, the wild card it's they're going to be playing for the wild card and personally with the wild card i think now that the raiders lost and the ravens lost it is possible that the, the scenarios have shifted a little bit to where it's possible to get in at 10 and 6 okay so wait we, we haven't finished with your dolphins game so when they play the bills do you have them beating the Bills or losing to the Bills in that last season, in the last week of the season? I almost, as long as they beat the Raiders, I almost don't think it matters. So I think that's a, I think that's a loss, to be honest. So we we basically have the that we have them going on the same record. I just think they beat the Chiefs, and you think they beat the Raiders. Right, that's the only flip, and then so you think they're they're ten and six, and they lose to the Raiders. In that scenario, they don't make the playoffs, in my opinion. But if they beat the Raiders and they go ten and six, I think they're in. Well, it's, it's going to be tight, and you know whatever happens, I think Dolphins fans and Dolphins Twitter and they have to realize it was a huge step forward on year two of the rebuild. No one expected Dolphins to be competing for the playoffs this year, and I mean the job that Brian Flores has done has been amazing. Uh, once again, I mean we've been saying that for the last couple of weeks. The Raiders game is so, so important, and now it's the day after Christmas, and not only on primetime with the, the slate of three games, it is the latest game, which is the most prestigious. Yep. This is exciting. Sure. Exciting is one word for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fair. I suppose that that is uh, the end of this episode of Finny Maniacs, Dolphins versus Bengals preview. Jorge, thanks for joining. Thank you, Carter. And uh, hopefully we didn't jinx the Dolphins like we did against Denver. And I'm just going to say again, Jen, if you're listening, Coach Gailey, just throw a, fi- a flea flicker at some point in the game. Just to <laughs> let us know that you're listening. And I promise you, they all listen. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs>